0: reasons we won't be sharing our real names so instead we'll just be calling each other by our zodiac signs uh this is a podcast me and my friend created and within these episodes we just want to discuss your favorite tv shows and books of course some of the episodes are going to be series as we don't want to make every single episode too long whereas some might just be single episodes uh the series episodes may not be released right after each other as we may want to talk about other tv shows or books We also have an Instagram called On Topic Pod, where we'll be doing polls about your favorite TV shows and books. So you can DM us about your favorite TV shows and books, and we might make an episode on them.
1: Today we are going to talk about the book Red Queen, and this will be uh, the first episode for the series. Red Queen is the first book of a four-book series. It is written by Victoria Aviard, um, and the first book was released in 2015. So, let's get on with it. First, I'm just going to start off by reading the synopsis of the book. This is a world divided by blood, red or silver. The reds are commoners, ruled by a silver elite in possession of godlike superpowers, and to Mare Barrow, a 17-year-old red girl from the poverty-stricken stilts, it seems like nothing will ever change. That is until she finds herself working in the Silver Palace. Here, surrounded by the people she hates the most, Mare discovers that, despite her red blood, she possesses a deadly power of her own one that threatens to destroy the balance of power. Fearful of Mare's potential, the Silvers hide her in plain view, declaring her a long-lost Silver Princess, now engaged to a Silver Prince. Despite knowing that one misstep would mean her death, Mare works silently to help the Red Guard, a militant resistance group, and bring down the Silver Regime. But this is a world of betrayal and lies, and Mare has entered a dangerous dance. Reds against Silvers, Prince against Prince, and Mare against her own heart.
0: Uh, the synopsis talks a little about the society and social standings between the red and the silvers. In the first chapter, Mare describes the symbolism of feats as we are your betters and we are gods. Feats are actually arena battles between many silver warriors against each other, and Mare symbolizes these feats as a difference in power between the two social classes, the red and the silvers. Mare describes the inequalities as only silvers can fight in the arena because only silvers can survive the arena. Silvers have the power to get the jobs done for them, but they want to put red in hard labor just so they can continue to patronize and exploit these red people. Uh, conscription is also a really big part of the first book and conscription is when people are sent into war. So the silvers are actually against war between other silver nations. And so they send red, reds to
1: the war. And conscription, like um, I know Kalorn. Got conscription because he lost his job. And Gisa, which is uh, Mare's sister, she didn't get conscription because she has a job. So basically, if uh, you have a job, you don't get conscription. But if you don't, then you have to get conscription. Um. So Mare's personality is um, something that changes throughout the series quite a lot because she faces a lot of hardships, and she has to conform to like a new reality very quickly. And it's all just a sudden change for her. And she's also still a teenager, which is just another. To worry about all on its own. So Mare's personality in the first book, or I guess throughout the books, is strong-minded, empathetic, but won't let her personal feelings get involved with her decision making. So she makes decisions um like not with her heart and not emotionally. She makes them like by thinking and very like she's a very like rational person basically. She doesn't mind being the villain of the story as long as she can make everyone's life better, and we see that quite a lot throughout the series. Um, and we're gonna talk about it um, in other episodes. Her morals are different from what we usually would think, but she is determined to make a change within her unfair society. Um, her, her physical looks, I guess, um, she has brown hair with white streaks in her hair, and she gains these white streaks from after she earns her power, which is lightning. Uh, she has tan skin with scars over her body from working really hard in poverty within stilts. A
0: little bit more about Mare in consideration with other people, um, Gisa is Mare's uh, sister and she's Mare or Mare, essentially described as Gisa's shadow. Uh, she, Mare's really insecure about being less than her sister because her sister has a job for making dresses for the silvers and her sister gets paid pretty like. Her sister makes money legitimately, whereas Mare just steals money. And this just further proves into the point that she's also a thief. Um, Mare's family does live in poverty within the stilts. And as they live in poverty, to be able to live a little bit more comfortably and afford food, she steals money to buy food. And within the whole book, you can just see how insecure she is. About being less than her sister because her sister actually has a job and won't be sent to conscription and Mare cannot find a job where she can escape from conscription so
1: yeah we're going to discuss Mare's family so Mare has four brothers and every time one of them leaves to conscription they give Mare um, and Gisa each one earring um, and it's just sort of like a way to remember them and this time, when Killorn got conscription, he also gave her an earring, so she can remember him. Um, so next, uh, we're gonna talk about her dad. He is crippled and he's missing a lung, and this is because he was conscrip- conscripted, and he went to war for years and years, um, and so he, like, his one of his lungs got damaged, and his and he has like a a, lo- a fake lung in, and he he also can't walk. And he also doesn't approve of Mare's stealing or Mare's thievery, I guess. Um, and also, her mom disapproves of her stealing. Her mom is also not proud of her because Mare doesn't have a job. She's very bad at school. She's basically like the total opposite of Gisa. And Gisa uh, works in the palace as a tailor, and she's not conscripted because she has a job. And this is, uh, and she's usually, uh, and Mira's usually compared to Gisa because Gisa is better than her in a lot of things
0: okay so now i'll be talking about the first meeting between cal and Mare. so Mare was trying to steal again and and Mayor decided to try to pickpocket Cal, but Cal caught her pickpocketing, and he asked her why she tried to pickpocket him. She was telling him about her life story, so she was talking about the hardship she had to suffer living in poverty as a red, and Cal felt really bad for her because he just thought... That it was unfair and injustice towards the Reds so he said that he would offer her a job at the palace and give her some money so she can actually live in poverty and she can actually afford the food that she needs to for her and her family he actually says his name is Cal but she isn't sure who the Silver Prince is so she isn't actually aware of the true identity of his as he's a
1: royal blood so she starts working at the palace, and Welsh is sort of responsible for her. And Welsh is also another red servant in the palace. Um, she finally sees Cal, and she recognizes him during uh, the bride ceremony, which is a ceremony where princesses from different silver nations present their powers to the princes, and then the princes choose the most powerful princess to marry and to become the queen. So. She finds out about her powers in the ceremony while trying to survive a fall, and all of the guest guests from the Silver Nations see her as a red servant with superpowers. Um, Queen Alara later tells Mere that Kalorn will be free of conscription and her family will be provided with food and a better shelter if she pretends to be silver and hides her, her true identity. So Mere pretends to be silver uh, she pretends to be silver blood and she accepts so Kalorn can escape from conscription. She's then forced to marry Maven in order to protect her true identity, which is being red and having a superpower. For today's episode of Red Queen, we'll be doing other TV shows and movies, so feel free to let us know what shows or books you want us to do on our Instagram at On Follow us on Instagram to know when we release these episodes and what they'll be about. Stay tuned for the next episode. Um, um, yeah, and that's it.